0: Warning. The following podcast may contain material that is inappropriate for listeners that are under the age of 18, are easily offended, or get annoyed listening to the rantings
1: of holier than thou know it alls that are anything but.
0: Oh, hey, everybody. This is Billy West, Mary and Bill's baby boy. You're listening to Anime World Order
2: because there should be order in a world of anime.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I guess this is kind of a weird thing since we're recording this and we still have not released show number 16, but this is show number 17 of Anime World Order. So here we are, I'm Daryl Surratt. I'm Gerald Rathgold.
3: And I'm Clarissa.
0: So yeah, if you've never tuned into the show before, each week we generally review anime and read listener emails and do the news, and this week... Two out of three ain't bad, because yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're all totally bogged down by finals and the fact that J-Con is this week, or whenever this thing comes out. Who knows? Maybe J-Con just passed. But in any case, we all had panels to prepare for that took up the time that we would normally spend doing the podcast. So this week is going to be a little different from our usual weeks, and... I don't know, I are we at the point where we've had more weeks that are different than our usual weeks than usual weeks? I, I think
3: that I, I do usual think weeks so. are just a
4: state of mind for our usual weeks. <laughs> I don't
0: think we have a usual week. Alright.
4: Well, no, I don't think we we we've quite
3: so, outnumbered the just so people um, know
4: that the regular
0: Jake ones. Google convention in Central Florida. Yeah, it's a convention, an anime convention. We're going to have probably a dedicated episode just to talking about that. And that's going to be different from our usual episodes, too.
1: <laughs>
0: Last week... We were running kind of long. My con report on Megacon from back in February (laughs) got delayed again. But this week, the only real segment we're going to have is that. We're not going to really do any anime review proper. We're just going to read some emails and do some news and then go into that con report. And so I guess we may as well mention... That, as always, our website is www.animeworldorder.com. You can go there, you can read the show notes for our past shows, you can download our previous shows, and you can send us an email at animeworldorder at or send us voicemail either by recording an mp3 and emailing that to us or by calling us up at 206 4296 that's 206 206- 6664 AWO. And what else do we have to shill that we always forget to shill? Oh, yeah. Frapper map. Oh, yeah. That Go one. to the website, put a pin down on the Frapper map. Need more people there so we can know where you are in the world and all that. Begging for votes. That's the other thing. Oh, God. Yeah. Month's almost over, so it's kind of pointless because you're just going to have to do it again at the beginning of next <laughs> month anyway. Do you think that this will really come out before the end of the month? Probably not. So we may (laughs) as well mention it, because it'll be a whole new month. And so, Uh yes, go to PodcastAlley.com and vote for us, or Podcast Pickle, or Podcast Charts, or all those things. We're listed on, like, all those. Vote for us. That way people can know we exist.
4: Now, what happens when we get the most votes? Do we get, like, a prize or anything? You
0: don't get a prize. You just get listed in, like, the top... One hundred or top two hundred or whatever it is, or if people Aww. do a search for anime, we'll show up on page one instead of page ten. Oh well I guess that's a bonus. Yeah.
4: So
3: yeah. other people I think can we find deserve prizes though.
0: Yeah, prizes would be good. Like six
4: hundred dollar mixers, that would be nice. Yeah,
0: as you can <laughs> tell, this is not a really high technology recorded show. <laughs> I guess you could figure that out from the second hit play on the uh <laughs> yeah. iTunes. But yeah, on the to iTunes, leave us reviews on iTunes. Let us know what you think. But don't make your judgments based solely on this episode, please. Or the, last or the last episode. Or the last episode, or the episodes. Just listen to show number twelve. That's the only good episode we've ever done. Yes,
3: really. <laughs> that's about right. We peaked early.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then
3: it's all downhill from here.
0: Glorious fashion. So, yeah, let's go to the emails. I'll start with this one. This is from Keith from Teleport City. In show number 12, we reviewed this fantastic piece of crap called Odin, Photon Space Sailor Starlight. And this is one of those legendary bad anime things. And I said, there are probably no fans of this. Well, you were wrong. I was wrong.
3: I can't believe it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Keith is never a joker. Anything Keith writes is serious business. Really? Yes. He's completely stone cold. Well, if you go to www.teleport-city.com and read his write-ups on anime 80s, you can read his AWO-inspired review of Odin, followed by his review of Golga 13. Here's what he writes. Friends of Odin. I'd like to write you as a representative and possibly sole member of the mythical hardcore Odin fanbase. Stop reading right now. (laughs) To put it (laughs) succinctly, you are all horribly, horribly misguided. Odin kicks 12 different kinds of ass. And it would have kicked a 13th kind of ass? Except they thought they'd get to kick that ass in a sequel. (laughs) And as we all know, people like you conspired to see that the second thrill-packed adventure of the Photon Space Sailor Starlight never saw the light of day. Which buttons would be pressed next time? Which launch sequences would be animated in lengthy, loving detail? To what shining star would the haunting melodies of loudness guide our crew? We'll never know, and it's all thanks to you. Odin is a classic, meandering, bloated, nonsensical pulp science fiction. The kind of stuff a cheap scotch-drinking, chain-smoking writer in a sleazy New Mexico motel room would crank out on a monthly basis in a haze of hard liquor and pills. In between visits to the (laughs) plump-thighed border-town whores who are his only solace in the dark, dark world of Odin. It's a glorious in to the early days of science fiction, a throwback to the quickie pulp stories of A.E. Van Vogt and Robert E. Howard, when nothing really had to make much sense, and writers, working on a monthly serial basis, often forgot what they'd written before, or were simply making stuff up as they went, with no clear picture of where the story was going, until the whole thing ends without resolution, because the writer gets knifed in Juarez by a pimp with a pencil-thin mustache and immaculate white suit. Why did this happen? we will never know. Maybe it was because the writer couldn't pay his tab. Maybe he roughed up one of the girls a little too much. (laughs) Maybe the pimp was upset at having to read yet another verbose description (laughs) of a control panel. The end result is the same, though. The story of Odin is never resolved, and you, you, anime world order, find yourselves on the side of suave but murderous Juarez pimps.
4: Is he a friend of Patrick Macius? Gratuitous self-promotion.
0: Our kickoff to Anime 80s Month. You can... See Keith's Anime 80s Month kickoff at tinyurl.com slash GQH7X and his own action-packed review of Odin. That's basically like what we just read, only much longer and all about Odin. (laughs) If you don't go to that link, you can just go straight to this one, tinyurl.com slash G-B-U-P-G. So there you go. Thanks, Keith, once again.
3: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I can see what he's talking about, but Odin, to me, didn't really quite capture that pulp feel. I think
0: what he's trying to do is just trick more people into watching Odin.
3: Certain authors like Koike managed to capture that pulp. Kind of, nothing really makes any logical sense, but it's all about just, you know, the ridiculous action sequences and ridiculous sex scenes and it's not about you know and and just complete ridiculousness for the sake of entertainment
0: um yeah (laughs) well i don't know it's if it's if it's a gimmick post it's exceptionally well done but in either case i highly recommend you check out teleport city so there's my plug let's move on to this next email from jenna holder and her subject is fan from the uk She writes to the AWO team. Hi, my name is Jenna Holder. I'm 18 and I'm from the UK, the home of Fish and Chips, Pubs, Rain, and of course, Grant M. Oh boy. Not heard of him. Just type into Google and you'll see. He was like the first person to just keep emailing us or posting on Anime Jump, saying, Hey, can I be on the show? Can I be on the show? Can I be on the show? And I said, Sure. Here. Here's some ad copy of this cool thing called Discipline. Read that. We'll give you first crack at it. He never did it. He had his chance. Mm-hmm. So there, reading porn ad copy, which is such a s- critical staple of the voice actor's salary and right. living, he can't come through.
4: I mean, you can't be a good voice actor
0: until you can say cock-busting <laughs> convincingly. Right. I mean, what the fuck, man? She continues, I've been into anime since I was in year seven, which is around about uh, grade 11 or 12 for us uh, Americans. And my passion's growing even more. Anime over here is slowly becoming more and more popular, but not to the level that the USA is on. But you never know, one day we might get there. Hopefully with less fan service shows, though. I love your show, like the stuff about old anime that I've never heard of, and also Yaoi's yeah, always interesting. I was wondering, what are your opinions on the Magaka team Clamp? I'm kinda Clamp whore, even collecting the magazines that Tokyopop are releasing at 20 pounds a go! Good lord. That's like, 35 dollars, isn't it? Something terrifying, yeah. Also, how do you feel about Fruits Basket? As it's one of my top shows, and I would love to hear your opinion on it. Also, are there any anime that you would recommend to me, knowing that I like Fruits Basket? Thank you for reading, and hope to hear back, Jenna Holder. Well, I think I mentioned this on a previous show, Jenna. Just the last show, actually. Yeah, just the last show, but my opinion of Clamp is that they do absolutely phenomenally gorgeous artwork, but writing-wise, I don't really think they've got it all together. I I just think some of these things, they just either drag-on unnecessarily long, X, I'm looking square at you, <laughs> and just other things I just think are kind of overly pandering, since I know they're really big into hentai games and things like that. So I remember
4: reading the X in uh, An America, and I just loved the artwork, but
0: had no but idea just where the story show was going. Just, and they write the ending first, and it still hasn't ended. We know how it's going to end, and they still can't end
3: it. It's not all their fault anymore. There's some issues with publication, and of Continuing X at this point with their publisher the and the magazine that they're serialized in for that.
0: Right, but even what they wrote
3: <laughs> right, right.
0: wasn't really going anywhere. And I think Clamp would benefit greatly if they just had someone who was just a writer and they just drew it. But there's a lot of them. And Not I'm all sure of them
3: draw, though. Um, yeah, that's of a, really writers, the, so. yeah, they all kind of swap. Sometimes they do swap out. like Different artists will work on some different things. But a lot of times, you know, it's, it's one or two of them focusing on the art and another one will be doing story concepts and such. They, they switch it up in between them. So well, got then, no th- none of them then. can
0: do it then. <laughs> <laughs> they have no
4: excuse then, huh?
0: Exactly. So, yeah, that's my deal on Clamp.
3: I won't deny that Clamp has their faults. I'm still a pretty big Clamp fan. I think that there's some truth in what Daryl's saying. X did get out of hand. Some of their stuff, I, I was kind of disappointed in show after a little while. Some of their stuff is, is kind of pandering, but I don't know. I, I still remain, in general, a Clamp fan, even though they've completely lost their minds lately with uh, Subasa Reservoir Chronicles and are kind of writing ridiculous fan fiction of their own stuff. I was going to
4: say that I've heard some people say that their recent stuff, and I don't know if that's Subasa Chronicles particularly, is like fan fiction professionally... Yeah.
3: Well, Tsubasa Reservoir Chronicles definitely, because they took a bunch of characters from a bunch of their other shows, like Cardcaptor Sakura and X and other things, and they've redone these characters. Like, they're still kind of the same people, but they've redone a lot of things about them, and it's like a giant kind of crossover. It is very much like fan fiction, but. I get the feeling that they don't really take that thing too seriously. It's pretty crazy.
0: Well, fans certainly do. Uh, I should
3: note that the manga for that is um from what I read of it, first when it was first coming out and from what I I know from other people, the manga for that is better than the horrible horrible anime that was made of it. Doesn't yeah, that don't apply watch across the, the board, board for Clamp.
0: I mean there's X and then there's
3: Yeah. Well, the X movie was bad because the X movie was like the Shonen version of X. It was all about, hey, look, boobs, and hey, look, let's kill people off before we characterize them, and it was kind of a train wreck. It was very attractive, but it was a train wreck. The X TV series was much better, although, again, because X isn't over, they chose a different ending, um, different from the one that we've seen in the movie. And Well,
0: those are kind of the only two endings that can happen.
3: It's right, like, pick right.
0: Pick one ending, Clamp, and go with it in your manga. yeah it's like either this Um, guy wins or the other guy wins
3: part of the thing with x is that there are just so many characters that then there's all those subplots as well to take care of which i like because i like a lot of those characters and one of my problems with the movie was that they just introduced these characters and then didn't do anything with these characters subplots and then just killed them which i think probably had a lot to do with obvious time constraints but but yeah there's that issue of just that there's so many it's such a big cast Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Enough about you know, X. I'm sick of yeah. But I it. still
3: really like Cardcaptor Sakura. Show
0: for pedophiles. <laughs>
3: Unfortunately, pedophiles who like
4: to dress up little girls um, and live in Australia.
3: Uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, Tokyo Babylon, a series that I really enjoy. Kind of
0: counts as X.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, it, it was the prequel. Right. It finished though, to so it, so it can X. Count. <laughs> yeah. It did. It did finish. I mean, some of the stuff from it gets continued into X, obviously, because those characters are in X, but...
0: Angelic Lair.
4: Angelic Lair was another
3: one that I was kind of disappointed in it. It Um, did
4: absolutely nothing special. Right. It's just there. It's not actively bad. It's not actively good. It's a gigantic area in the middle between awesome, terrible, and awesome good. Yeah,
3: I was surprised. It was kind of mediocre for Clamp. I also do have the first issue of those magazines that she's talking about. It's pretty nice. They come with little chess pieces.
0: Mm. Um, oh, so that's why it's 20 pounds? Yes. Yeah,
3: it's about $20 here in the U.S. And it's a a magazine and a box, and then it comes with, like, chess pieces included with it. So they're basically exact duplicates of a, a magazine that was put out in Japan for them.
0: Oh, yeah, because Clamp fans won't stand for the change
3: Anything. artwork Anything. cover or right. any of that
0: stuff.
4: You yeah. Have
3: to totally... yeah, Viz got kind of burned by that with their release of X.
4: I'm sure that there are Clamp fans and if you know there was one line like just one sketch of line that was edited on <laughs> page 23 of some obscure work that they did that some Clamp fan will get online and start a petition to change that page.
0: It yeah. just that wouldn't that surprise me. Terrifying people. So,
3: yeah.
4: so yeah. anyway. Fruits for basket, basket?
3: Big thumbs up. Two thumbs up for me. That's a great show.
4: Guys look like girls, so. Oh, shut know.
3: up! You Guys haven't even like watched it, Gerald. girls in kind Gerald. of
4: every shojo. You haven't
3: of... even watched it, Gerald. So shut up.
4: So half an episode, the guy looked like a girl.
3: And what does that have to do with anything?
0: He looked like a girl. That's all I can say. Fruit Basket, for those of you who don't know, shut is up, actually yeah. a show that promotes bestiality. Think about <laughs> it. Think about it.
5: Oh. If God. you hug
0: them. They turn into animals. <laughs> How do they reproduce? They have well, they, they to be like dogs, that, dogs that have sex with monkeys and snakes <laughs> and
3: shit. No, no, but they don't. Freaky. They don't turn into animals if they're hugged by somebody else who has the curse.
0: Okay, that's true. So, so but they have to have if sex with a girl. So then, then it's, it's like incest. A snake Got to be like slithering all up in that.
3: So then it's incest because then they. <laughs> Cause those people are all family members. There's like a brief, like mention. I, n- I remember at one point where somebody started to say that you know it makes sex kind of difficult, but then they got cut off. I don't know. Fruits Basket. I watched it at first because I'm a fan of Daichi and his stuff. I think he's done a lot of good shows. Yeah.
0: To back um, up, Akitaro Daichi also did Kodomo no
3: Mocha, which
0: is being released as
4: Kadocha.
3: Um,
0: now and then here and there, which is a-
3: which yeah, which is, is very really- different. From...
0: Uh, for people who like Kadocha no. and Fruits Basket <laughs> no. No. please watch now and then here and there <laughs> but he also did jubei yeah
3: and he did um, animation run with Hiromi, yeah, which is a really good OAV and it's super cheap so I recommend people check L- it out a lot of
0: high energy rapid fire joke kind of shows
3: yeah. and in Fruits Basket it's like I heard that it was good and I liked Aichi so I checked it out I didn't expect to really really love it as much as I did
4: just as a side note, I, there's a petition going around from anim- from Funimation, and they're trying to get enough interest. In another America season, to, season, second yeah. season. Yeah, I don't. That's. A-
3: yeah, because there's lots of manga material that hasn't been animated. Yeah, I, I heard about that. I I don't think anything ever really came of that, but
4: it's. I think
0: it's just too much money, and
3: yeah. I think but Gerald has a to interest against though, because: more
0: fruit basket because it's so popular by the very nature of it. It's so immensely popular among the that plushies. That he, he hates it? No, among the, among the plushies crowd. No. It's the sort of show that just encourages <laughs> plushie support. That, that mm-hmm. might and so, be true. Since those people have to be stopped... <laughs> Gerald's ideals dictate there can't be any more Fruits Basket because it gives ammunition to the plushy crowd. I I feel for you. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yes.
3: I, I am kind of surprised that they haven't done more anime, if only because Fruits Basket, the manga, is so huge it's in Japan. Such, and it's so huge it's, here. It's one of the biggest shoujo series in ages. So, yeah, I mean, I, I must admit I am kind of surprised that that they're not putting more money into making more animated stuff of it
4: They only started this a year ago. Did the anime do really
3: badly in Japan? Anime was
4: mediocre in Japan. Mm. It was just there, sort of. I know the anime was very big here, but they only started this a year ago. And I know it can take like three years of planning before they actually put a show out.
3: Yeah. I just don't know if, like, there's... I, mean, I just haven't heard, like, even any announcements. Like, yeah, we're planning a, a new season of Fruits Basket, so... I think
0: given the fact that... I'm hoping that for more. The anime but... industry right now kind of revolves around the success and things in America. I think it's mm. just a matter of time before we get another season of Fruits Basket. Yeah. that's just I a license to print it's... money at this yeah. point. I
4: think it's also a very much in a situation of when the stars will line up and all those voice actors and the director are
5: mm. free
3: at the right. same time. right. I really do think it's a great show. Um, the cast is really strong. I think that almost every single character in there is, li- is interesting, if not likable. And even if you don't like some of them, there's, there's still plenty of really strong people. It has a female lead that I don't hate, which gets major points in my book. But if they can do like a female character, and especially a, a fairly feminine Female character that's not like some like super, I guess dykish girl like, and and still have her be interesting and not have me hate her. It gets a lot of points for me. And Toru, Toru's a great character.
0: Anyway, <laughs> but, yeah, um, Fruits Basket. Generally, you can't you can't really go wrong with watching Fruits Basket, and it's a really good deal. It's what yeah. seven episodes a disc.
3: Yeah, it's like six, seven. I think a couple. I wish one more of the
0: three six episode shows would be released like. That. So, yeah. They've got some, some Hope good that extras, helps, too. Jenna, let's see. What do we got? Other emails.
4: Well, we've got an email here from Shane Haas, and he's referring to Zepang that we did a couple of episodes ago. And he says Dear Daryl, Gerald, and Clarissa, after listening to Gerald's review of Zepang, I decided to use BitTorrent for the first time and downloaded the episodes. After watching up to episode 19, I have to say that it is a very excellent show with a much more mature style than anything I've previously watched. The series really heats up, as Gerald predicted, and as a World War II buff, I loved it. It was definitely weird seeing how much pride the characters had in their country, like at the Battle of Midway, when the American planes attacked the Japanese carriers. The show made it seem like it was an infamous moment in Japanese history, and the main character commenting on how disgraceful it was. Anyway, you were commenting on how accepting the Japanese are of Nazism. One of the things most people don't learn is that the treaty between Germany Germany and Japan is very unusual. Germany was actually helping China at the time, providing them with military advisors, factory construction, and armored tanks. The reason for the alliance between the Nazis and the Empire is that Germany wanted Japan to open up a second front against the Russians, in exchange for technology like jet fighters and atomic planes. While the Japanese never did open up the second front, they did force the Russians to commit a great deal of troops to the area. Even more interesting, Japan was Germany's enemy in World War I, and Japan conquering numerous German territories in the, in the Pacific. Anyways, thanks for telling me about such a great series. Keep up the work. And Gerald, you rock. Sincerely, Shane H. Now, that's interesting because I didn't actually know that the World War II buffs would go for it because I know that some of the times the World War II buffs complain that uh, that guy's work is not detailed enough for, to please them. But that's good to know, I suppose. And who is that guy? Kanji right. Kawaguchi. But I know that uh, a lot of the sub-fans from uh, Silent Service were very angry because they didn't go into m- enough detail about what submarines could do. Yeah, World yeah. War II fans well, are generally probably, really
0: hardcore. Like,
4: that's probably
3: like the super crazy gun otaku that it's like, you know, they'll they'll watch a show and it'll be like, well, you know, this gun is popping out shells and it shouldn't, so this entire show sucks because you, I the watching, details of this gun are wrong.
4: I was watching... I wasn't watching this by choice. I was actually at a anime uh, meeting, and they were showing um, Gunslinger Girl, and there was actually a guy sitting next to me saying that about this first episode. Where this yeah,
3: I know. Episode. That's why I mentioned it. <laughs> I, was, that was I think that I was there moment. as well. But, think, yeah, some of those people are, like, super, super hardcore, and you have any tiny details off.
0: But, yeah, World War II I fans think, right? are usually, like, they'll spot out, like... The slightest inaccuracy in, like, Band of Brothers mm. and things like that. It's like, wait a second, you can't just pick up that machine gun and run with it after firing it for that long. It'll mm-hmm. melt your hand off or whatever. Things like that. Yeah. So to, to know that Zapang, despite its rather sci-fi-ish premise, is still Has pleased, a, uh, World pleased War II one World War yeah. Two fan is good to know.
3: That's, that's mm-hmm. points.
0: <laughs> this all- one is a pretty... Loaded question. Not like loaded in the sense that we'll get mad, (laughs) but alright, I'll just read it. This one's from Daniel Nutting. He writes, Hey guys, I love the show. I'm so glad to hear people my age talking about anime. I'm definitely feeling the generation gap between myself and younger fans. So it's a relief to hear a show made by some of us old school otaku. My first, I'm not going to read his first question because I answered it in an email. He was asking what's the best anime magazine for my money? And I said, none of us read the anime magazine, so he can't really answer that. But his second question was this. What are your favorite anime songs? My favorites mm. are the ending theme for Record of Lotus Wars and the opening theme for the first two Muyo OAVs.
3: Hmm.
0: All right. Um, did we answered this or something like this, or did we answer? What we talked about openings. openings. Talk about openings. songs. Right? We didn't talk about songs. Wait,
3: we, we, yeah, we talked about like I guess the the entire opening sequence. The right. Songs often go along with that. I don't That's know. There's sort of a lot of there's
4: a lot of shows that I like as uh, songs that I like, and yeah. I guess I like them a lot because of the show as well.
0: Yeah,
3: what it's kind of hard for me. It's although it's the thing I mean, that always kills like... me
0: is when there's bad shows with good music.
3: Oh yeah. Those. Yeah. There's
0: a lot of shows like that. Like, yeah. I personally, I'm in the minority on this, but I don't like Escaflone. But the music to Escaflone is really good. It is mm. very good, and I agree. I'm, Yoko Kano same. soundtrack. Yeah, Yoko Wasn't Kano it? soundtrack. Yeah. That's right. And the opening theme song to that is something people mm-hmm. like quite a bit.
3: It's a good song, yeah. It's a good it song. It is.
0: And so, I think, I think but it just reminds your... me of the show, and it's like, ah. Mm. Yeah. And I, another See, one that I, I don't minority. hate
3: Escaflone, so it's yeah. Most I don't have people.
0: Another one that I'm alone on is just the music in Calgary Orange Road. A lot of people like that show who remember it. I never liked that show, but it always had good music, and mm. I'd listen to the music, and it would remind me of how much I didn't like the show, and it would infuriate me, but I'd listen to the music anyway.
4: <laughs> I really liked some of the music, too. Uh, I remember the end theme to Cobra, Space Adventure Cobra, I liked a lot. And it was this very weird sort of dreamy jazz tune. And it worked so well with sort of the idea of the show and the theme of the show because I don't really know how to put it, but it just sort of worked and I just kind of associate that show with that song.
0: On the mm. subject of Cobra, actually it's not really on the subject of Cobra, it's tangentially related to Cobra. <laughs> I always liked the theme songs to Fist of the North Star, the TV show. Mm. And the reason I say it's tangentially related to Cobra is because uh, the artist for Fissa the North Star, tetsu Ohara got to start by sending in his artwork and buichi teresawa the author of cobra said hey this guy's got some promise i'll make him an assistant on something Mm. or i'll assign him to be assistant for this guy or something like that
5: we are living in the 90s
0: yeah we are the tv show had the lyrics (laughs) we are living in the 90s but all the mp3s of it because the cd soundtrack version since the show came out in the 80s the lyrics were we are living in the 80s and that's the opening theme song a uh, tough boy for the second fist of the North Star. Another big right. one: Space Battle Cruiser Yamato. Yeah. yeah. I've been told that that's a popular theme song to karaoke. If you're a member of the Yakuza. <laughs> 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 of course, I, a, I guess it's just a song filled with national pride.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Yamato I, theme is a good one. Also, um, I like but, the original Macross theme. Yeah. That's a pretty um, stirring I one as well. All
4: of the music to uh, City Hunter as well. Mm. Um, I know that I'm the only one here who's heard any of that music,
0: but uh, I've, I've watched a fair deal of City Hunter. It's just not like really sticking out in my mind as being like something I have. But I have watched City Hunter. And I am aware of what the music sounds like. I love mm. the music to that, and I think that City Hunter is such a
4: stylistically '80s series, and the music captures that very well. And on that yeah. subject, I think uh, Megazone Two Three. I remember some of the music to that. I enjoyed. Mm.
3: And yeah, and just... coming off from that of course the original Bubblegum Crisis.
0: Oh
4: yeah. um, that's, that's had a bunch
3: a... of songs. Yeah, that's a that really, really dividing like...
0: thing. Like a lot of people who don't like the 80s music in Bubblegum Crisis. What they like show. 2040 because yeah. 2040's got like a more rock right. soundtrack whereas I have 2040 to like
3: I, the I I 80s hate sound. the show. I don't like Bubblegum Crisis Tokyo 2040, but I did like the music. I for thought we had like
0: one good song, like the theme. Song. Um and then the other songs are kind of annoying.
3: Maybe. Maybe that was the case. It's been a while since I've watched At this point, show. Daniel
0: is noticing that we're totally failing at favorite anime songs. So we can't really say... <laughs> I'm not the kind of person who ranks things like, oh, this is my number yeah. one, this is my number two. I just yeah, have like a It's really like, hard for me like. to do
3: that. Yeah, it's really hard for me to pick like clear favorites that, that I can say, I like this better than all this other stuff. Like That's very hard for me in, in shows, in movies, in, in music. Um, well, I'll do it. If I had to what? choose
4: one single song... I would probably go with Crisis. Uh, that
0: one Yes, from we'll Run With crisis. Anger. Whatever. Mm. That's, if I had to choose one single song. Yeah. Crash beat.
3: I mean, I've already mentioned uh, I really like both opening themes for Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. And Yoko I, I, I like the ending themes, but not as much as the opening themes. I like the opening themes much better. Generally,
0: opening themes tend to be better than ending themes, yeah. just because they're usually a little more up-tempo.
3: yeah. I tend to listen a lot to Ready Steady Go from The Alchemist.
0: Alchemist and right. from Owen
3: yeah. Don. Yeah, I like that song. What are your
0: guys thoughts on uh, Information High from awesome.
3: I actually I like that, that, that one song. enough
0: because I got the Sharon Apple yeah. cream puff CD. I actually format. just
3: love the Macross plus music pretty much. Yeah, generally yeah, a lot board. of the Yoko
0: Kano stuff is just really good. Yeah, I mean, yeah pretty, pretty much anything Bebop, by Yoko Macross Kano. Plus, yeah.
3: Yeah, I think anything that she's worked on, I, I could put on that list. But um, another one,
0: other than Yoko Kano, Mio. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like the opening theme songs that she'd done for all those 80s mecha shows. Mm-hmm. Dragon, things yeah. like Gundam 0083, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Really memorable stuff. Um,
4: and she changed her name and changed her entire uh, look yeah. and went back to Anime Expo and sang all of her
0: old songs. Interesting. Yeah. Enough,
3: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and we've also talked about, um, Susumu Hirasawa. Yeah. He's opening the Paranoia Agent. Agent, Agent? Great.
4: I really um, like the fact that he will take risks and do things with his music that aren't popular and aren't, right. uh, and aren't, you know, chic, but right. they still work very, very yeah. well.
0: And he always, uh, I, I'm pretty sure it must be him doing those choral vocals I wish in every single soundtrack out. he's done. Because, <laughs> The, that guy never shows up in any other work composed by any other person. It must be mm-hmm. just him just wailing one out while at the keyboard. Maybe, yeah. Uh, th- that's my guess, is I that he's got this surprised. terrifying vocal command <laughs> that no other person on the planet has got. Um,
3: thinking about older shows again, I really what like a lot shows, of the Harlock music. Like, I was watching again... Like, a couple episodes of the old, like, uh, Harlock TV series. And yeah, the very I really like the The opening. The harmonic, yeah. uh, soundtrack,
4: right? Wasn't there a lot of Inca in uh, the Anca? original Harlock?
3: I don't know if it's classified as Anka. It's got definitely similarities, I think. But I, I really don't know if it's classified as Anka or not. Hmm.
0: I think Harlock was one of those things... I haven't watched Space Pirate Captain Harlock in a while, but I think it had a sort of a Yamato-like mix between the orchestral tracks and the... Mm. sort of disco-ish kind of things. Not <laughs> quite the show-me-the-wonders-in-space-that-you've-never-seen-disco-Captain Harlock.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but something along those lines.
4: Um, what about the Utenna music as well? That's oh I mean, Yeah, Jay that's, that's great.
3: Great stuff.
0: Basami Okui did that. And, oh, the Jesus. theme song, yes.
3: Yeah. yeah. I love what they did with mixing the very classical orchestral stuff with very strange, somewhat discordant vocals and the bizarre lyrics. Right. Uh, I get now, a kick out of that. I'm going to
0: lose all my credibility to talk about anime music here, but you mentioned Masami Okui. For the life of me, I cannot tell the difference between Yo- Masami Okui's singing voice and Megumi Hayashibara's. Oh, I just I can't do it.
4: Hmm. What
0: would you say, like, Gerald? N- I think they're like night and day. Well, yeah, that's the thing. That's what people keep telling me. <laughs> is, Oh, but they're totally different. And whereas, you know, when each of them has done their version of the Evangelion theme song... Or mm. if they do a duet in like Slayers or something like that. I'm like, what, there are two people singing that? Or these are two different versions of the same song? And Maybe
3: they sound more similar for some reason when they perform together. I don't know. Because usually they, they sound fairly different to me. But
4: now, I want to throw out a question to, to, the year for to you guys. Mm. What do you think is the one song that you like from the worst show?
0: Mm. Searching
3: <laughs> for oh <old in>
0: <laughs> I don't know.
3: Uh, yeah, I think that's probably up there. Um, I don't know.
0: Have you ever actually listened see. to that in the coke?
3: <laughs> no, yes, I... I know have. people <laughs> who are
0: fans of Loudness that have never heard of that song, and they're just like, mm. oh, this is a terrible song for Loudness 2.
3: Let's see. Not just a show I don't like, but worst show? The worst show um, that you think
4: has the best song in it or the best music or let's one see.
3: best thing. I like... The um, opening. I like somewhere. the opening from Love, Hina, but I don't know if I could say that's like the worst show. Noir did have a great soundtrack. Yeah, it wasn't that great, great of a soundtrack show. soundtrack that
0: was pretty much right? never used. There's like four CDs worth of music, yeah. and yet each episode uses about three tracks. Yeah. I don't get it. What about the music to Initial D? Yeah, I, I'm no fan of Initial D at all, but I, mm. I do have a good bit of that music. Just because you know,
3: I, um,. I liked the stuff from Initial D, and I was like, oh, cool. I like the Super Eurobeat stuff. But I, like, downloaded, like, every Super Eurobeat album ever.
4: 152 albums,
3: wasn't there? No, it's, like, 166 or something. It's ridiculous. <laughs> also, I, I downloaded, like, Eurobeat Flash and all this other stuff. I've downloaded, like, almost every Eurobeat album in existence now, I think. So she's
4: got, like, and, 50 remixes of One Night in Arabia.
3: And it's, like...
4: That's I mean, when
3: I, when I heard the stuff from Initial D and that stuff, I liked it. But It's like, now that I've downloaded so much of it, it's like almost every one that comes up out of that package that's not one of the ones I'd already heard from Initial D just sounds like. like crap. Yeah. And so now I have like 20 gigs of Eurobeat that I don't know what to do with. I thought you were going to say <laughs> it
0: all sounds the same because a lot of people... It does all sound the same. Right. A lot of people, yeah. their main criticism of 2Mix... Was they keep releasing mm. songs that sound relatively the yeah. same?
3: I like two mix, but yeah, definitely.
0: But I'm, I don't really listen to point. a whole lot of non-anime <laughs> like music from people. It's where it's like you know, if they get them to do one song, it's not like I get their album and like <laughs> like the other songs. I just kind of associate the mm-hmm. song they did from whatever show as like oh, such and such song. Like yeah. if TM Revolution does you know a bunch of songs for say Gundam, mm-hmm. and then. You know, his album has things that aren't have nothing to do with anime. I'll usually skip over those tracks because, in my mind, I'm <laughs> associating th- the song with the show, or mm. even if it's a show like whatever, I have some sort of mental anchor, so to speak. Yeah, now, I've got a very
4: shallow taste in in music as well. So, I think Clarissa is the only real fan of music <laughs> beyond anime music. Pretty much. Probably,
3: yeah. I mean, I'm not like a super music guru or anything, but. She only has out like of 50 us, gigs. Definitely. She has
4: to get like a 50 gig iPod because <laughs> she doesn't have space on anything. You know what's smaller.
3: sad? is It's so much more than 50 gigs.
4: See, she actually has that much music. I, all of my music <laughs> is anime related. Every bit of it.
0: Same here. I just don't listen <laughs> to music at all because I'm a terrible person.
3: Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of terrible
0: people, I got a question about Crayon Shinchan here. This is from uh, Alfonso Alba, who did uh, that really good Spanish discipline reading. Oh,
5: yeah. We love love Alfonso.
0: He said, he asks, do you think Crayon Shinchan is even legal to show stateside uncensored? I watched about seven Shinchan movies in 125 or so episodes, most of them dubbed in Spanish. And in one in particular, Shinchan does his butt dance and says something like the ass monster with a gift bag and then shows him dancing his butt in the air, showing also his nuts tucked out of his boxers followed by a helicopter-like penis attack that ends in, you know, someone grabbing onto his thing, tugging it, letting it go, which hurts him. I saw that. And, you know, Mm. of all the naked shin antics, the the most famous one being the elephant trunk impersonation, that's probably the funniest gag he would ever seen. He said he showed it to some female friends, they laughed their asses off, and he just did it to try to justify himself and not feel like a big pervert for having laughed at it. (laughs) But he says he hopes fans can watch shin as it is intended to, because if they censor it, probably 50% of the comedic value will be lost. And there's also numerous bath episodes where he's naked all the time, and those would all have to go. Mm. Well, yeah. he's
4: asking if it's legal, and I know that Taro had a couple of nude scenes in it, and that went through fine, and that's been around for
0: 30 years. I, th- is this yeah, thing is? I think he means to show, when he says to show stateside on censored, he means to show on TV.
4: Television, TV?
3: no.
0: I don't
4: see. You that. can't
3: show a penis on television. No, you can't. Like uncensored.
4: Unless it was educational, and shinchan is definitely not. Yeah, it. shinchan no, is
3: like then. the number
0: one show that parents don't want their kids watching in Japan. It's like even
3: then, like even on educational programs, I've still seen like nipples and genitalia bl- blurred out um, on people. So I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it, it's and yeah, honestly, like re- the climate now. You know, a lot of people are, are raising questions about this in terms of anime and manga and not only kids that appear naked, either for innocent reasons or not so innocent, and young looking characters Is you know, the Yeah, there were people lady. in an uproar yeah.
0: over the bath scene in Totoro.
3: Yeah. Um, and come on,
0: that's ridiculous.
3: I think that if it were going to go on TV, it'd definitely be censored, so... I'm assuming that they're going to just do it on DVD here, because I really don't see... Here's
0: what I think. I think funimation... Maybe on the
3: anime network? I think they No,
0: I think Funimation as as is going to run it on TV. their network.
3: Their it? channel? The yeah. Funimation
0: channel. Because you can't yeah. license a show that's that long right. and, and just release put it, on, it television? on DVD. It has to go on TV yeah. somewhere. And Maybe they could get they they away it with it if they ran it
3: on their own channel. On their Since own cable, cable channel, yeah. Yeah. Since cable does have a lot looser restrictions than broadcast...
0: And he included three links to clips from Crown Shinshan. One, the ass monster with a gift bag clip, and the public bath episode, and uh, an AMV of Shinshan. And they're all up on Spanish. YouTube, but we'll put them in the show notes.
3: Yeah.
4: They're all Spanish dubs, too.
3: So. Yeah.
0: But it's not like you really need. I don't think there's the knows.
3: dialogue is anything super complex. <laughs> not exactly.
4: <laughs> and we've got another email by Jason. And he says, hi guys and gals, love the podcast, keep up the good work. First I heard in an earlier show that you wondered how much it would cost to dub a show. I have heard from an industry rep that it costs around $10,000 to $15,000 per episode. Now if I could get some numbers on dubbing hentai, hey, hey, hey. And then he asks, how do you feel about slice-of-life shows like Piano or Koi Kaze?
5: Hmm.
0: Well, to answer his first question, I don't think it really costs, like, noticeably less to dub hentai. I don't think it's a case where, oh, we're going to pay you less because it's a hentai. I think it might even be a case where there's so few people willing to do that work. uh,
3: They'll pay more? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
0: As for Slice of Life shows, I think you might have just given some bad examples there because Koikaze, for those who don't know, is a show entirely about fucking your sister. (laughs) Very, very young
4: sister, too. Yeah, and you're like, the
0: older man, you know, having... Sex with his very much younger sister who's old enough to be his daughter. Which is kind of like porn in Japan is built around one of two pillars. Either fucking your daughter or fucking your older sister. Yeah. Mm, That's yeah. kind of like the and, pillars and that hold up forget, all of Japanese porn.
4: Don't forget it's all about how much she's hating it at the same time. Yes. So yeah. she can't enjoy it.
0: Yeah, because then she wouldn't be, like, pure. Right. So... <laughs> Koi Kaze, probably bad example. Piano, another bad example.
4: Mm. Piano See, I, is so
0: I boring. Like, I, I can watch P- Odin unscathed, no effect on me. Piano, I can't deal with that shit.
4: I enjoyed Piano, and I understand your point. I mm. watched all of Piano, and Piano is a very slow, very, very kind of, well, you know, the entire point of the show is basically how the girl changes very slowly throughout the entire show. But right. your point is well taken. So...
3: I think that slice of life shows for me are really up and down. Yeah,
4: because a lot of I tend to times... either
3: think that they're really, really good and really like them, or they're total snooze fests. Like, right.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: it's hard for me to tell sometimes. Like which is which? Like Nia um, under seven. Yeah, like I like Nia under seven, and like um, I was. I'll probably end up talking about uh, Maria Samagami Teru, which is also a really slow show, a uh, slice of life show, but I love it. But then Piano, I really couldn't get through that one.
4: Nia Under 7, nothing happens in that show. Right. That's, it's that's, a good show, though. I like but... that show because it had no ending and it just nothing ha- ended up happening.
0: Yeah, I, I don't really, I'm not too keen on Nia Under 7 either. I like the Indian guy. And I like the live <laughs> action footage of the other Indian guy. That stuff's really good. But the rest of the show is just like, this mm. isn't really Once doing today. much for me, even though I know a lot of people love that right. show. I don't know, Slice of Life? It's very razor's edge. Where do
3: you draw the boundary of Slice <laughs> yeah. of Life? Like a romance show, Slice of Life shows? Is Azumanga
0: like, Dio Slice of Life? Yeah.
3: Is it or is it a comedy show? Um. Is Touch a Slice of Life show or is it a sports show or is it a romance show? You know, that's another one. Touch, also slow, but I enjoyed Touch. You know, no, yeah, I, I don't know. The touch. the lines are kind of ambiguous, I think. But I just don't
4: I don't think I could categorize Azumanga Dio as slice of life as much
0: right and i think what i'm about to say is like i'm generally for shows that i like i'm generally more hesitant to call them slice of life shows Mm. because i maybe i just have some sort of negative connotation with slice of life equaling no story development (laughs) no anything happening Mm. and so azamangadao i don't say is a slice of life when people say describe what it is i say it's a comedy yeah. so
4: in other words you're not really a fan of shows that are very much about character building
0: or I don't know, if it, is, are these shows really about character building? I think that's kind of what
3: defines Slice of Life, like the whole point of Slice of Life shows I think is that it's not really about external plot it's not about like action or, or big external like plot lines it's all about the characters interacting with each other and developing Right.
0: That's, that's but, know, like, it. but what then, like, they general, never like, develop?
3: I don't know. Would you consider like would Onisama A be a slice of life show? No, like no, I love not at that all. show, but
0: that show is like professional wrestling.
3: Schoolgirl professional wrestling. Well, yeah.
0: it, it, it's like it's written by people who write professional <laughs> wrestling. Only it's you know all girl dormitory.
4: Yeah,
3: Ryoko Kakeya and mm. you know and and Dizaki, I think.
0: What about
4: Maison Ikoku? Maison Ikoku is like shonen romance.
3: That's that strikes me as slice of
4: life, just because. So little actually.
3: And that brings me back to what I was saying about, you know, where do you really draw the line? I don't know. It seems like a really ambiguous genre.
0: Yeah, it's just generally not a term like I I never hear anyone describe Um, Mason Nikoku as a slice of life show.
3: I mean most shojo manga, I think, a lot of shoujo manga then you could maybe describe as slice of life. Like Nana maybe? Since Nana's really all about like the lives of these two girls and and their friends and how they grow as people. Again,
0: I've never heard anyone use. Slice I've never heard anybody Nana. do
3: it either, but it, I guess, it shares, I guess it shares certain features. I guess it shares certain features of it, and, and I love Nana. Yeah, I don't know. It's such a weird genre. I would almost categorize,
4: but... like. And I know that this is a horrible thing to say almost, but Pad Labor almost strikes me as like a, a giant robot slice of life show.
0: <laughs> In the sense that it's the first one to actually kind of make robots seem like they're an everyday mm. item as opposed to a great tool of military war.
4: And don't get me wrong, plant labor is not slice of life giant robot. It right. just, just kind of yeah. strikes me as that sometimes since it is See, all about these characters.
3: I, I think that there's a big difficulty that we have talking about Japanese stuff by genre because really in Japan, like it's mostly just split up by what publisher... Like, what imprint it's published under and who the audience is. Like, if it's shoujo or if it's ladies or if it's shonen, or if it's seinen. And yeah, there's, like, action and sports stuff underneath that. But the the imprint and the audience take much more precedence over that. But over here, we tend to classify genres based on content. Right. And so there's so many arguments. Like, I know that I've heard people, like, classify shonen series as shojo because they're romance shows. Mm. And they're like, oh, well, it's a romance show, so it, it would be shojo, but it's totally a show meant for guys.
0: Yeah. I think the bottom line is, and we can all agree on this, that we all really would prefer that Golga 13 be a slice of our lives. Kind of. <laughs> I rep- do. Introspective. I certainly do.
4: I just want to screw around. I just want to
0: shoot some motherfuckers and pork some girl. <laughs> and yeah. repeat until the end of infinity just taking down down political jeans, one to, m16
4: round at a time i want to <laughs> people to talk about me all the time and i want to you know end a currency crisis with a bullet yeah <laughs> and that's your cancer that's with my slice of life mm. show
0: so th- thanks i uh, hope that helps i don't know though.
3: Probably not. Probably not. We just like ramble for half an hour about Pretty nothing much. and, and never really we, answer the question. Yeah, we've never
4: answered <laughs>
0: the All right. Here's questions. a more straightforward question. This is another one from Corey Yates. She writes, uh, hello. Uh, oh. Uh, she. Yeah. She writes, hello, <laughs> Corey. Hello, this is Corey once again. You know, the one that wanted to know the similarities between Ras and Ava. I was excited to hear my name coming through the headphones, but I would just like to bring to your attention that I am not a girl. <laughs> I know my name is kind of spelled weird for a guy that is, and I understand the mistake, so no grudges to you. I would, however, like for you to take two minutes of your time to make a correction. So that some guy won't think he can get with me, because we both like Evangelion, and he'll stalk <laughs> me online or something. Cringe. Anyway, thank you for answering my email. I have more to ask of you. Can you please review the AI Love You manga? I love Ken Akamatsu, and I can relate to his inner pervert. One guy, multiple <laughs> girls, <laughs> the nakedness, n underscore, underscore, n. <laughs> I am contemplating on buying the series, but I really don't want anything that is too close to the manga. But I don't want anything ridiculously out of context for it. Please help me with a choice. I can, right. I
3: can help you. All right, It's, it's let's by, let's by Ken her Akamatsu. Wait, it's by Ken Akamatsu, which means it's horrible. Yes. Yeah. End of story. End of story, the answer. end. That's, story, that's the end. The answer. Stop
0: buying things written by this guy, because he fucking blows even though you're... I a little, haven't even read the
3: series. It doesn't matter. I it can tell you. It doesn't matter.
0: It's, it's fucking horrible. fanboy wish fulfillment.
3: It's another harem show it's by really Ken It's really pandering and shitty. Really? It's- yeah, like... And with a name no, like no.
0: A.I. Love You, I'm sure there's a robot girlfriend involved in that shit somewhere. Yeah, let's see. The story's about a guy who's... Not academically gifted, nor good at sports. Doesn't do very well at school. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Maybe he's the kind of character who's so generic that the reader can just mentally swap him out and put themselves in place. Hmm. Has only one thing going for him, his ability to program computers. Oh, okay. Oh
4: my, so original.
0: Yep. Created a really uh, elaborate AI, and it's so advanced that the conversation with her is indistinguishable from a normal girl. Ooh, I see where this is going. Oh dear. But, you know, a freak lightning accident Wait. transfers her to the real world, and she becomes Wait. his girlfriend.
3: A Hera manga author would actually know anything about conversations with real girls?
0: Yeah, these are not real girls. These, these are, are not girls real girls. It's an of... artificial intelligence.
3: I know, but they're saying, never mind. Well, he's so saying it's indistinguishable from
0: a real girl from his perspective, I
4: guess. Oh,
3: right, right, right.
4: Meaning that they're incredibly, you know...
3: Yeah, you know what I was mentioning about, you know, hating girls from shoujo series? Yeah, harem shows, totally worst of all. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, so this is basically yet another of a billion shows of a guy surrounded by a bunch of women whom he does not have sex with, all of whom idolize him for being completely ordinary and having nothing special about him whatsoever.
3: I think the thing that I really don't understand about these series is why aren't they just porn? Right. Look, That's my could, main objection like, to it. It's like, it's all going have... No payoff. Yeah, if the guy is going to have all these girls all over him, for no good reason, because the guy's always a pathetic loser who doesn't deserve to have girls all over him. But if he's going to have these girls, these hot girls, all over him, but then he never has sex with any of them. And it's like, what is the point? Like, if it was porn, I would totally understand it. But it's just... So, what you're is. a lame guy who can't get a girlfriend, reading a manga about a lame guy who could get a girlfriend, but is so much of a loser that he doesn't. I,
4: I think it might have what? something to do with that, that, you know, if it had sex in it, then
0: the it main characters... It wouldn't be pure, would- it wouldn't be about the purity of our feelings? Yeah, maybe, screw
4: that. Or maybe, <laughs> maybe it's something stupid, like, screw well, you know, maybe the, maybe the, you know, readers don't want to feel like a pervert outright? They want to feel like a secretive pervert? Well, or whatever. Like that. I don't know.
0: How oh, many like, times yeah, those can hentai games, accidentally like accidentally fall on somebody's boob and get punched into orbit? Yeah.
3: Like those hentai wow, games where view. it's like, oh, they, they put in a, a quote-unquote story that supposedly you can like play through your deep romantic feelings from the girl, but they all, they're all they all exactly the same. And they're all the same horrible writing. And they're all really badly written relationships. And Not according to Clemp. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Clemp Clamp lives on those hentai
4: games.
3: Haven't we already established that Clamp, that they're all insane? <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs>
0: have any of you guys been watching Fate Stay Night? I didn't bother to watch no. it just because no. it's like, it's a porn game where they took all the sex out and left just the story. Yeah. I, let me ask you listeners, how many porn movies have you seen where you've said, you know what, this would be a phenomenal story if if they took out all the dickings, <laughs> or, or the dikings, depending on whatever it is you're watching. Believe yeah. it or not, I've actually watched a watch porno this. like that. I have watched a porno like that. Where you'd say you'd watch this without... Is it Aratsuki Doji?
4: Um, It's by the same guy. He did one called Demon Warrior Koji, which the porn was horrible, the sex Mm. was lousy, the story was really interesting. That (laughs) was really...
0: That's like the only thing... Well, then I think that fails at its intended purpose, then. It does. It totally (laughs)
4: does fail. I would agree. It's it's a bad (laughs) porn.
0: Yeah. That's a whole other topic. We're talking about how Shitty Ken Akamatsu is. Right. Yeah. And, you know... I don't know. All this stuff just infuriates me that there's this much popularity to it. It's like, are people who are manga and anime fans really that shallow? I mean, we like to put on all these airs of, you know, haughtiness and anime world order. Yeah, we're all about, you know, the art form or (laughs) the lack thereof. But (laughs) I I don't know. It's just like, God, have some standards, people. Mm -hmm. It's like, don't go from love, Hina to Nagima, which people swear up and down has, like, this phenomenal God. story once it hits, like, volume 10 or something ridiculous mm. like that. And then Mao-Chan, or this AI love
4: he just you... Did the, he just did the character designs for that. So. Okay, yeah. Yeah,
3: Ma- I was about to say, Mao-Chan is, is not really that bad, so... I mean, it's, it's well, still very silly. Th- it's complete fluff, okay? Yeah, Mao-chan, Chan- its, so. Mao-Chan is like an animated Twinkie, all right? It's totally about being really cute and adorable and not really any substance, but...
4: But I agree that his other words like uh, like Nagima and all that crap... Yeah. I mean, it does infuriate me with Love Hina, because that show,
0: it was such a horrible, crappy show, and it sold so amazingly. Right, and it proves yeah. that it's like, oh, well, all you need to Take money from these rubes is to just have some kind of nice character designs, some pretty catchy music or whatever. Yeah, I think every episode.
4: Yeah,
3: that really infuriates me about harem shows. It's like I'm not necessarily opposed to the underlying concept of a harem show, and it's like I can like series like that, but if they actually put some effort into writing the relationships and they actually like really cared about that beyond the fan service. And they did something different that wasn't just the exact same show, basically, over and over and over again. And maybe I would like it, and maybe it would actually be worth watching, but it's just the same thing.
4: The only way that can happen is if they make it one girl and one guy, and then it's not a
0: harem show. Right, and Mm. because, I mean...
3: Well, I don't know. I'm not inherently opposed to love triangles or other configurations. It's just... Love triangles kind of got
0: infuriating in the 80s.
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh, they, yeah. well, they can certainly be handled very badly, but...
0: Alright, so... Okay. <laughs> that's probably letters for this week. <laughs> yeah. How the hell do
3: we end up on these topics? We're bad
4: people. <laughs> we have nothing else to do in our lives nothing but else to talk about, about
0: bad things.
3: <laughs>
4: hour and 15 13. minutes
0: later. <laughs> this was going to be a short episode. Yeah, this is our short episode. It's
3: so. still going to be because we don't have all these other segments like we usually do on top of it.
0: Yeah, I guess. Alright, so... Are we doing any news? Yeah, we are doing news. We gotta do some news.
3: Let's News! Working to restore power.
4: Okay, and with that, Let's News. We've got a little bit more news this week than we usually do. But, uh, you know, considering that this is supposed to be a short episode, I guess we'll just go with it. And a couple of episodes ago, we had Clarissa take a look at Galgai-Gar, a very good, very popular giant robot show, the last of the Brave series. And Gaugaigar just got licensed by Media Blasters. And this is kind of a big deal because apparently Media Blasters is looking into some of the uh, well some of the merchandising for it. And while it's pretty much impossible that we're going to get like the Galgaar uh, toys because those are tied up in, in a bunch of other companies. We may get some things like, you know, soundtracks and art books and all that. But uh, keep an eye out for this because Gal Gaigar is a really good giant robot show. Probably one of the best uh, recent ones in a while.
0: Yeah, although I have to mention, since I mentioned it in show number three when we reviewed Gal Gaigar, it's my opinion that the first 20 or so, 25 episodes of Gal Gaigar are just pretty average robot show fare, and then it becomes phenomenal at that mm. point. So, now, I was thinking I don't know about how they're this. they're going to release that thing.
4: I was thinking about this and if they take a typical release pattern of say five episodes four episodes a disc it's going to be painful any way that you buy it because yeah. the first part of it is, in my opinion is not bad it's just as Daryl said typical standard robot fare and yeah, the I 26- actually didn't like
0: the first ones because of that
4: later 26 episodes every episode is a horrific cliffhanger so yeah. it's going to be painful to buy it in the beginning and it's going to be painful to buy it at the end so
3: do you think that they're maybe going to put it out in, like, bricks?
4: I have no idea, so I've got no right to say that yeah. they're going to release it one way or another. I think it right. would be a good idea to release this show 13 episodes at a time. Yeah. At least. It would be nice to get it maybe as just one big show. Just,
0: <laughs> just, a, um, just a box set and that's it. Yeah. <laughs>
4: that would be, but, I mean, I don't think that would be smart because I don't think many people will just plunk that down.
3: Right, no. No. Um,
4: I think maybe 13 episodes would, people would, you know, maybe yeah. be more likely to go with that. But keep an eye out for that. That was just licensed, so you can probably expect to see discs of it. Uh, yeah,
0: that's one of those, we said it was unlikely to be licensed, but never say never kind of things. Right. And, and this is a case of that. And what do you think that is? My idea is that the competition for the new shows that are coming out is so fierce and the costs of licensing are so high that maybe now they're kind of forced to go mm-hmm. back and license these older shows. Because Media Blasters yeah. has been doing that. Tecum Blade. They did. They got,
4: they got, like, Ixer 1 and these older, kind of, yeah. maybe niche type of shows. I mean, they were the ones that took the chance with a lot of the gay shows as well. As Cirabella as yeah. likes to say, the gay shows. <laughs> um,
0: you should just go all out and start saying the fag shows. Yeah. Because you know that's what he keeps, like, holding back on his tongue. I mean, who... Um, I'm sure he says... Cerebella strikes that. me as the type who'd be in, you know, Fred Phelps' ministry. I no, like Cirabel really. a lot. Cirabel is a good. Don't guy. kill me, John Cerebella. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, what other company would have
4: even thought of going with such a horrible show like Vice Cruise And that turned out to be such a big such a hit big, for them.
0: Tremendous runaway.
4: But smash it's
3: so popular. Hurt. I mean, yeah. that's not like uh, that doesn't seem odd to me at all because it's such a huge show and it already had like a huge fan base.
4: That seems unusual to me because that show was so unbelievably low quality that I just couldn't believe that anyone would actually pay money for it. And people did, in big numbers. Well, you
3: know, we were just talking about how harem shows, you know, put some boobs and have some guy fall on him accidentally. And,
4: I know, you know and you've, that's... You have got
3: a hit, and you know, vice Krois is... I'm going to get murdered by my own kind, but... You my know, God. I, I like vice Krois in the same way that, like... Hmm. In a similar way to how I like other terrible, ridiculous stuff like coke.
4: So, another piece of news, Trinity Blood is going to be released in theaters. That's going to be released by Funimation. And yeah. the only reason, I don't know, I guess I'm mentioning Basilisk this... They're doing
3: Basilisk too, right?
4: As I, all I heard was Trinity Blood, but I'm just mentioning this, Trinity Blood is a horrible show. Even if you, you're like a fan of Helsing, every Helsing fan has to admit that that show had bad episodes. Take those bad episodes of Helsing and make 26 episodes out of it. You've got Trinity Blood. There are so it's, many people
0: who are just ratted over the Trinity Blood. That was the you hot know what? show last season or two.
4: You know what? I want them all to email in and how, say how stupid I am. because yeah.
0: Fucking bring I, that shit. I want, I want how that. How can you screw up a show that has Robocop and the Pope and Robocop Pope <laughs> and Zeppelins? Mm-hmm. Zeppelins! How can you have a bad show with Zeppelins? Mm. You can't, unless oh, you Trinity think, Blood. I think
3: yeah. what it is is they already did Basilisk. They take the first few episodes and compile them together Mm -hmm. into a movie and then put it in theaters.
4: Right, which is so, you know, 1960s, let's, you know, put out some Bugs Bunny movies. That
3: that strikes me as really ridiculous. Like, why don't they just put actual movies? Hey, let's take four episodes of a series that's longer than that and turn it into a movie that then is going to have no ending.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you think they do it with, like, short OAVs things. Yeah, yeah. It would make sense if it was something mm. like read or Die" getting released in the theater. Right,
3: and that I would, would be totally cool. go to see that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but
4: yeah, Trinity um, Blood is being released. Don't go see it. It's yeah, such, we were such talking garbage. about
0: shows that are just artwork and no story and nothing cool. Yeah, that's Trinity Blood. I mean, and it's the mm, very worst type. It's and it could have been cool goth, and it just wasn't because it's a Gonzo show. Yeah, and pe- I know people like the manga because they're you know frilly goth you know Ren Fags. i don't know what the hell but <laughs> it's just uh it could have been good in the, the a, sense uh, of like mindless action and it was not
4: this is more of a you know it's a good idea if it's applied to the right show that's why it's
0: in the news so.
1: she had
4: a
0: monocle monocles <laughs> and they still couldn't get entertainment
4: <laughs> what the hell the pope was like 12 years old monocles What's up
0: that monocle popping because the pope popular, has to be shows are made out of.
4: the pope was a guy
0: uh, yeah, the, guy, the Pope was Robocop. Doesn't matter. And then there was like woman quasi Pope, but not really. Who was, yeah, it, like, it's just
4: a it's just a train wreck of a show. And you know, wasn't every fan of this show email in because I want to hear you how much you hate me for saying that it's a piece of shit show. Whatever. Go on, because <laughs> it is, is and you're stupid for liking it. There we go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Buy Speedgrapher instead. Exactly. <laughs> From
3: the same No, people, isn't that also a horrible it's a, show?
4: It's it's, He's it's speed-grapher. A good kind of horrible. Speedgrapher is a good kind of horrible, but it's we'll like even about Gonzo couldn't quite oh, destroy no. the power of Speedgrapher. He destroys a forest by using a camera that's got like a bazooka sized lens. I, want,
0: I wish I, I, I had this lens know. in Fatal Frame. See,
4: oh. <laughs> four kids has now created an adult tween brand. So
0: never I hate that show. word tween so much. Yeah, I do too. That's a
4: very it's a very marketing term, isn't it? it Basically, sucks. this gives four kids the ability to not only destroy shows that we wouldn't have watched anyway, like Pokemon, it they can now destroy shows that we might potentially watch.
0: Yeah, like So, well, they don't, already don't did think that so just so because it it's targeted piece, towards but... older people that they're not going to wreck the show. They're probably just going to take oh, no. shows and yeah. go the initially tricked out route. Yeah. For so, everything. yeah. Yeah. I bet
4: they're gonna pick up something like Ringy Cockeroe and then just no! rip that show apart. No! It's uh-huh. going to be some horrible thing like that. 4
0: Kids presents Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Oh god! A tricked out tricked version! Tricked <laughs> out version! Oh
3: god.
0: And then, like, the special, like, you know, One Piece rap song. It's like.
3: Stop just, reminding me <laughs> of that. I'm already scarred
0: big ships in space. Motherfucker. We're Nazi Nazis yeah. in space. Ooh. 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 Big ships shut in sp- yeah. shut up. Yeah. Government is corrupt.
3: <laughs> Boy. Uh,
0: yeah. So
4: yeah, four kids, they're just going to wreck something that we might potentially watch this time. I understand they did wreck uh, One Piece, which a lot of people were going to potentially watch anyway. Yeah. So, well, look out for it. On to some other news, uh, What did you guys have to say?
0: I just wanted to mention something, since we mentioned it in a previous show. The Super Robot Wars games for Game Boy Advance, they're actually coming out here, as we mentioned in the last show. They're being released under the name Super Robot Tyson, which is the original Japanese name, because Robot Wars, you know, that show from Britain where they'd build the little Mm. robot car things and they'd fight. Oh,
3: really? They couldn't get that? It's too
0: similar to the name... Robot Wars. Super I was wondering
3: Robot why that was because so it official seems so name odd.
0: Is Super Robot Tyson? Tyson. Mm. And so, remember that, people. Remember that when you go to put in your yeah. pre-orders and all that, because you need to pre-order these games because they're being released by Atlas and they're going to sell out. Yeah. On that note.
3: And they're going to stay fifty dollars forever.
0: Yeah. Again, we don't talk about video games a lot, so this is a big deal. Right. On that note, they just announced that they are going to make Super Robot Wars Original Generations for the PS2, and what that is going to be is it's going to be Super Ours Original Generation Part 1 and Part 2, both of those originally Game Boy Advance games, ported to the PS2. They're going to have full voices. They're going to have much more elaborate animations. They're going to have some extra levels, stuff like that, and right now that's a Japan-only release. We don't really know the full details of it. We'll probably... Well, actually, by the time this airs, the full details of it will be known, but... We're recording this, you know, weeks earlier in advance. (laughs) But, this hasn't been licensed to come out in America, but if the Game Boy Advance titles do well, it would be very, very easy for Atlas to license this PS2 game and release it in America, because they'll already have done the translation work. The only catch is, yes, we would have to buy the same game twice, because you'd have to buy original generation one mm-hmm. which is just I think going to be called just super robot Tyson and then mm-hmm. original generation two and that comes out in December of this year and then if they say oh look at the sales of both of these let's bring out the PS2 w- version then you'd have to buy that as well and mm-hmm. once again I should point out that these games when you typically think of super robot Tyson games you usually think of a bunch of different anime shows put together into one story so you'd have like Evangelion and Gundam and Gal and the macros and all that, all in one game. But these are the original generation titles, so it's all just the original creations created just for the game. The artworks and the designs are still very good, the gameplay is still very good, but that's just something to keep in mind for people who are like, oh, I'm going to buy this and I'm going to team up Evangelion with Razafon, because that's not going to be in there. But the games are still good, and I want people to buy them. Because yeah, if you
4: like uh, the Disgaea, or you like
0: those Nippon-Ichi type of games... Yep. Disgaea, the Final Fantasy anyone. Tactics, all that stuff, if you're into that, you're going to yeah, like Super Robot definitely. Wars. Front Mission, same, all that.
4: Yeah. Even if you're not certain, give it a shot, because it is really unusual that we're getting this sort of game here.
3: Yeah, I really wonder like, if it would even be possible for them to license any of the regular Super Robot Wars games...
4: Never say never. Because yeah, never it, say well, never. Well, the thing
3: is, the thing is, what I was saying is, if it's possible, then if original generations do well, then they might actually consider it. Right. But I just, they I might just put in that extra effort. Wonder if they even actually possibly get all of those licenses. Well, here's
0: the way that one person suggested it, and I have no knowledge of how the licenses and copyrights work. But typically, when people license a show, they license like the anime for DVD sales. Or the mm-hmm. anime for a TV broadcast. It's all very specific. It's right. conceivable that a lot of these things, one, don't have the license for the video game. And two, mm-hmm. maybe if they just licensed, like, just the straight-up Super Robot Wars thing from Banpresto, mm-hmm. that that would cover whatever's contained licenses, within maybe. it. Maybe. I don't know how it works. Yeah. And I don't mm-hmm. think anyone can know how it works unless you're... In a position to be negotiating for this sort of thing. I think ADV honestly
4: would be okay with them releasing this. I think ADV, you know, Mm -hmm. the Desco and Evangelion, what worries me more is Macross. Because Mm. Macross is owned by Harmony Gold. Harmony Gold is fiercely protective of Macross. Very, very right. protective, and so if and anything then, comes would out, would
3: they have to use like the Robotech character names and like rename all the Macross stuff to be the Robotech stuff, or would they release it as like the Macross stuff?
4: If they wanted to release the other ones here, Harmony Gold, I bet would say, "No, you can't do that, mm-hmm. and you have to pay us off." and this, it's going to be very difficult, right. because yeah. I think... If it comes to, to leave... the point
0: where you have to pay off each person who owns each license, like ADV comes out and says, hey, yeah. we own Ava, and then CPM says, you know what? And that's Zio what I was Rhymer's thinking ours. it would and... be.
3: That's what I was thinking it would be, which is why I was thinking it just wouldn't even be possible, because right. it would be so expensive.
0: And then but... there's the matter of, do you dub that? I say no. No. Absolutely yeah. not. No. Because one, the voice acting in those games, they get really good voice actors. There is in the text of the,
3: in the games anyway.
0: Yeah, it's, it's English text and you could tell just by the niche appeal mm-hmm. of such a genre. Yeah. There's no need to add the cost of dubbing it, right. especially because even if you do dub it, you're not going to do as good a job. Right. And I mean, material. they get the First original again, actors from the show. I, yeah. yeah. And even, again, even for I'm the original sorry. generation characters, even the people they cast for that Mm-hmm. are people who will do a better job yeah. than the whoever a uh, right. small company like Atlas could mm-hmm. get even though for Trauma Center they got like Spike Spencer and Wendy Lee because there's like two spoken lines of dialogue in Trauma Center
3: I do kind of wish that, that more video games would, if not, like not dub the game, at least like leave the Japanese language track on there. Yeah. Which they just don't seem to do very much. And,
0: yeah, and I don't get it, because yeah. a lot of times, if you look on the disc...
3: It can't be that they couldn't fit it on the disc. Yeah. I, I don't believe that.
0: I mean, the capacity for DVDs is huge.
3: So with PS3 and these other ones, you know, with PS3, if it's using those Blue yeah, Ray discs, Blu-ray there's Ray discs, there's no more man. excuse.
4: I guess back to our major point. Yeah do buy these games, we might really get that PS2 game yeah. and, you know, maybe some way somehow, some way in hell we might be able can, to get one yeah. of those other
1: games.
3: Maybe one day we can play the other Super Robot Wars games without having to print out 300 pages of <laughs> menu of translations, walk- translations and, and story, story summaries synopses. and having to look back and forth between the TV and the pages right. and...
0: <laughs> so, maybe. Yeah, other news.
3: Yeah, um, I have a quick update. The big news lately in terms of BL has been Biblos, that the giant of the BL publishing industry, going for something like 18 years, has filed for bankruptcy, and they've shut down. That it looks like Animate may be just taking all of the Biblos stuff, um, moving over pretty much everything, poss- probably intact. I'm not sure if that includes anthologies, if they're going to continue to publish all the anthologies. But so it looks like A lot of the bubbles publications, if not all of them, may commence again in a couple months once it all gets finalized. And Animate is a really big company. They do a lot of anime stuff, a lot of character goods. Maybe we'll come out of this with more BL anime and more BL character goods, which would be a really good thing. Um, Animate, I believe, does have a sub-label already for BL I don't know if they're going to integrate that in with the new label that they're going to create for the Biblo stuff. Looks like we've got good news on that front, even though it started out so crappy.
4: I guess that's all the news that we have this week, and on uh, with the truth.
1: This is part
0: three and two of The Search for the Truth. Please refer to show number 10 and show number 11 of Anime World Order for the first and second part of this ongoing series.
1: But what is the truth? The truth refers to that which I, Daryl Surratt, have thus far failed to understand. The anime fans of today have little in common with myself, and I'm not just talking about the shows we watch. So what is the prevailing attitude of the modern anime convention attendee for whom the events at conventions are geared towards? What drives their behavior? Am I among the last of a dying breed of fan, doomed to extinction? Is everyone else right? And am I the one who is wrong? Well, of course not. But these are the questions to which I am seeking answers for. And though they may not know it, the average convention attendee knows much that I do not. For this edition of the Search for the Truth, I went to Megacon in Orlando, Florida. Megacon is actually a science fiction convention, but many anime cosplayers show up as well. I immediately discovered my job wouldn't be easy anymore. Surratt, yeah, I am. Let's so
0: I shake your because you have a fucking bed, bro. So, <laughs> gotta describe what your dress dressed as. Black um, Kakashi. Um, how about first? Okay. How about you, Captain Shanks from One Piece? What have you been up to all weekend here? Drinking, drinking. drinking. Now, this is my first man con. I've been here for the past four years. How does this one compare so far? Yeah, there's not a lot to do, honestly. What should there be to do here? Maybe some more gaming, maybe some more panels, just random activities to do, I guess. What would you describe this convention as opposed to like other conventions?
1: There's not much that's being pointed out. It's like, I will walk by a room, there's something going on in there. There's no sign that says what's going on. If I don't have a program, I don't know what's going on. We would had AFO, at least when they were having their stuff going on, there's a big ass sign that says, all right, this is what's going on in here.
0: Do you feel like you're getting your $20 badge admission worth or what?
1: Well, Dude, who actually bought a badge? Yeah, that's pretty much it, because yeah. uh, I did it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Would you say you can get the full MegaCon experience without paying for the badge or what? No, pretty much, it's mostly just standing around. You're getting into a discussion with Vincent Valentine. Oh yeah, he was asking a question
1: about the uh, costume contest. But, uh,
0: Are you in that? No. Why not?
1: Yes. I haven't got around to actually like, making an entry. This is your entry. Well, the thing is, it's not uh, the completion that I want it to be. I want to add some bandages and actually go ahead and get one of those Shailangan contact lenses. I
0: see. And you, you have to actually cut your arm off, correct? Pretty much, yeah. When are you doing that?
6: Maybe you're on AFO.
1: As you may have guessed from that excerpt, Megacon is a professionally run convention, not a fan run one. This allowed me even more time than usual to seek out heralds of the truth. Like these people.
7: I'm dressed as Rosette Christopher from Chronic Crusade.
1: And something in your hand, oh, you just dropped it. What is it?
7: It's a hug me sign.
1: There's something on
0: the other side of it, too. Glop me. What's that mean?
7: It means to run up to someone and go, Poom. Pretty much like a tackle. Yeah, it's like a cross between a hug and a tackle.
0: How do you know if you do it right?
7: Well, it depends on if you make the person fall
3: over or not. How
0: about you? What's... Describe what you look like and all
3: that. A black tank top, black pants, black shoes, and... He's people. our graffiti board. We write all over him. People sign all over me.
0: you got something on your arm there. What is that? Needles. Needles. Why do you have needles in your arm?
3: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it. He thinks it looks cool.
0: The ear thing. Oh. Tell us about it.
3: Yeah. Well, I couldn't find nobody to go ask, so I just threw this on.
0: So would you say that the, the cat ears thing, that's like... The thing to wear if you can't decide what you should wear? It's
7: pretty much, yeah.
0: Okay. How about you? I noticed you've got something interesting as
3: well.
7: I'm a Mad Hatter girl, like a fan girl. I have like a top hat and I have a princess eye shirt and I have this Sayuki pillow with me.
3: And
0: you got a pin. What's the deal with that?
7: It says, I'm the cat girl your mother warned you about.
0: Are you a cat girl?
7: Well, not exactly.
0: Tell us about your head. Your... My
7: head? Well, first of all, I have this bunny hat. A uh, fruits basket, and then I have a top hat on the. Okay. On, on top of it. And
0: how about you? Tell us about your deal.
7: I'm kind of like made my own character, and her name is Kanekiyo, and she's a lycan.
0: A lycan? What's a lycan?
7: It's kind of like a werewolf that can change at will. Hi,
0: can guys. you change into a werewolf for us?
7: Only if you want me to.
0: We. I think the internet wants to see it.
7: Rar. <laughs>
0: oh. That's hey,
7: the, I can roll better than that, and I'm a nun.
0: That's pretty quick. So, yeah, <laughs> how often do you guys go to MegaCon? Is this the first MegaCon? Do you come here every year?
7: It's my, my first. It's first. my first. It's my, my first. How are you
0: liking it so far?
7: It's, it's awesome. Everybody awesome. 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 really loves a hug. Is
0: that what you've pretty much been doing? getting hugs from people.
7: Well, the first time we walked all the way through there and then we fell apart until we hugged everybody.
0: Did you get anything in there? Like purchases? Yeah. What'd you get? Let's see it.
7: I got this uh, Sayuki pillow. Oh, so you
0: got it at the con.
7: Yeah, and I got some posters and um, a plushie and a scroll.
0: All you guys look like you're into anime. We are. What anime?
7: Bruce basket, Hoof basket? Crusade Sire- Any anime that's cool
0: so How about manga? You guys read all that?
7: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So, Name some manga you guys are into Bleach
7: Chobits Chobits Orion. By the Sword <laughs> Mirapori <laughs> Fumunosamashite
0: And wait, we, we're joined by someone else Are you Captain Morgan?
7: No <laughs>
0: What are you? Describe what you're dressed as
7: I'm the vampire Alucard from Hellsing yeah.
0: Are you sure he's not Captain Morgan? It might be Captain Morgan Notice sure. you've got horns on your head? Those are just
3: there for decoration.
0: Does he actually have horns? No.
1: What inspires people that are too ashamed to admit they're actually dressed as Bridget to spend the entire day at a convention running around screaming at everyone for hugs? My realist mindset says because they're desperate for attention. But this was a pack of roughly seven their solicitation law violation counts alone were too high for my unilluminated mind to even fathom. But what was even more mind-boggling was this man.
6: Describe what you're wearing. Uh, Dragon Ball uh, GT t-shirt, tank top.
0: The headband, what's that all
6: about? Naruto headband. Naruto headband.
0: I noticed you got some interesting tattoos, tell us about them.
6: Got a tattoo of Super Saiyan Trunks, Gohan, Goku, Gotenks, and Brawley. You got
0: one on your leg and one on your chest as well?
6: One on the chest is my uh, Submarine Dolphin.
0: And the leg one?
6: It's Super Saiyan 3 Brawly. I
0: guess you're pretty uh, hardcore into Dragon Ball Z then, huh? Yep. Which one's your favorite? Trunks. Trunks is your favorite character? Yep. Did you watch... What, yeah, all yeah. three different forms of it. Do you watch other anime yeah.
6: other than Naruto and stuff like that? Like, which ones? Full Metal Alchemist. So many of them. Plus yeah. old school cartoons. Thundercats, He-Man, G.I. Joe, Transformers
0: come to MegaCon like every year
6: or? started last year come this year if i'm not out at sea i'll be here next year's trunks okay
0: do you go to like anime conventions and stuff
6: as well or haven't been to an anime convention yet
0: is there any event you're looking forward to seeing this weekend at MegaCon, or is this uh, it i
6: was looking forward to the costume contest but the line for that is just ridiculously li- yeah. long
0: huh did you actually buy anything
6: yeah what'd you get yeah. picked up a astonishing x-men colossus mini statue a couple comics naruto headband What comics do you read? X-Men, Ultimate X-Men, all the Ultimate comics, All-Star Batman, Superman, Supergirl, Batman Superman.
0: What are your thoughts on the writing in All-Star Batman? It's great. Someone
1: who hasn't quite found the truth yet, such as myself, might ask themselves, what happens if you stop liking Dragon Ball Z one day? What do you do with your tattoos then?
0: Was I getting closer to my goal of discovering the truth? Or was I drifting even further away? The trail may have been growing cold.
8: My gigantic, very muscular physique is like six foot, so I had to find myself a really, really elaborate box.
0: it's got some writing on it. Tell us about it.
8: Well, it's ancient Aramaic. I actually went over to Egypt, and I just sort of excavated the place. I found out these really, really amazing writings that will lead you to the lost city of Atlanta. If you could translate that into English, what's it saying here? Live from New York, it's Saturday Night Live. What's this you got in your hand here? This is actually a foam store that you can buy at the convention. Yeah, this was 38 bucks. That's pretty good.
0: There's some pretty exotic characters other than the Aramaic here. Tell us about that.
8: Unfortunately, I can't tell you about that because I don't know if everyone who's going to be listening to this will be over the age of 18. They
0: are. They have to be. Oh, they will?
8: Yes. Oh. Well, we're just bullshitting you. It's actually just kanji for magic someone wrote on here. How
0: long have you been in this getup?
8: Since about maybe 2 a.m. What event are you looking
0: most forward to here at MegaCon?
8: Eh, The uh, little foam sword tournament they were having. Still going on. It's nice to watch people play with weapons like that.
0: Other than the treasure chest from Final Fantasy, pretty elaborate fraction, what are some of your favorite things, like things that you enjoy that you're here at MegaCon to take in?
8: Well, I enjoy the tennis tournaments. The polo is excellent here. Also, the wine tasting contests are superb at MegaCon. I don't know, I think their cheese isn't quite what it was.
0: And then it dawned on me, these harbingers of the truth could clearly see that I was not one of them. I needed a field agent, a stuttering John, a Beat Kid. Kids on the Beat, Kids on the Street, Beat Kids, Beat Kids! Repeat what that question is for... Why? Why is he what? Why? People want to know the answers.
7: Yeah, why is it wearing a box?
0: Let's find
8: out. Actually, a very, very funny story about that. Originally, I was gonna go is that your as. Costume. Yes, it is. Uh,
7: that is like well, it's just bought it at the store.
8: Actually, I bought this at the store.
7: Well, why don't you use a real costume? That's just this a box. This is a real
8: costume. It's
7: just a box.
8: Yeah, but it can be a fort.
7: Well, how can you bend down? You're too old. You can't bend down so you can fit in the box like me.
8: No, I can't fit in the box. Tell so why you wear it. Because it's my costume. No,
7: it's not.
8: Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is.
7: I'll beat you. What? I'll beat you.
8: You probably will. Yeah.
7: If you don't tell me the real reason, I will beat you with that.
8: Okay, the real reason is I was working on a Sanosuke costume from the Kenshin series. And I was going to use this for like the bad symbol on the back. And then I got to the armband section. And after a lot of painful trial and error at making this costume work, I kinda just scrapped the whole project and decided to make a box. That's
7: Yeah, but then why didn't why didn't you get like a Halloween costume like the other freaks here?
0: To come
8: freaks! It's the truth. Yeah.
7: It's come otakus or anime fans or something. Well, this is scare the freaks!
8: Let me ask you this in response. Who is the biggest freak? The freak who wears the costume or the freak who asks about the people who wear the costume?
7: The freak who wears the costume because they look ugly.
0: That is correct.
7: I'll go get my sister so she can answer some questions. So, I won't be so. Here.
0: Vernon and John clearly have the right idea. Finally, I had made a breakthrough in my search for the truth. I decided to go for broke and ask what was the main difference between modern anime convention attendees and myself.
7: Well, say if I was a Chinese girl like this. Oh yeah, so you know why. Oh
0: like this because you're you've got the fan. Yeah. Okay.
7: But then people would think I'm just a regular Chinese girl. That's not true. Because people are freaks. Yeah, freak, freak, freak.
0: That's true. That that's like, very, very true.
7: Because, can't wait till Halloween, they just mm-hmm. wear their costumes mm-hmm. here. And then, you know what? Even some freaks don't is even wear shirts the here. The Why do you think they do that? Sure. Well, because, be they're freaks. I know probably that's that's a good
0: enough reason. Well, that settles it, folks. I was right all along. Join us next time when I interview all the freaks at J-Con. Daryl Surratt, AWO News, Orlando. So yeah, that brings us to the end of this theoretically shorter episode of Anime World Order. You can, I don't know, was it really shorter? Probably not. Probably not. Probably twice as long as our regular episode. Yeah, most (laughs) likely. We failed. (laughs) Yeah, we tend to fail a lot. If you want to see all of our failures, go to our website, AnimeWorldOrder.com. You no, know, us, us what so you can... think about how much of failures we are. Yeah,
3: tell us how badly we failed.
0: Yeah. By sending us email. Once again, that email address is AnimeWorldOrder at gmail.com. And the voicemail is 206-666-4296. That's 206-666-4AWO. So next week, we'll probably have a JCon convention report. Since we're all going to be there, and we can all talk about how the con went... But I don't know if that'll be just one segment, or if it'll take the whole show, or what, because we don't know what's going to happen. I have high hopes, though, that we can spend a whole episode talking about J-Con.
4: We can spend an entire episode talking about our favorite opening themes to anime, so I think we can <laughs> stretch it out to an entire episode.
0: Yeah. The Question is whether or not anyone will care. But I don't. No think one we cares about anything. Yeah, we I don't talk think we ever anyway. consider that on any of these segments that we do, or any of these episodes that we release. We never stop and ask ourselves, hmm. Does anyone else want to listen to this? It's always just, yeah, we're doing this because we feel like doing it. And that's pretty much done well for us so far, and we'll continue to do so. So, yeah. See you guys around. In the meantime, I guess, listen to older shows or send us emails and stuff like that. More
3: discipline readings and
0: disciplines, yeah.
3: That's true. I keep forgetting about the discipline
0: readings. We actually have a treat for you this week because last (laughs) week. Jeff Teteric, a.k.a. Rich Lather, called in and left a voice message. Now, I had mentioned last week that Jeff Teteric was a really old-school AMV creator. But what I didn't mention was that he has a time machine. hmm And he has conducted interviews with Osamu Tezuka from Beyond the Grave. And he's also used this time machine, me, which Tezuka? also doubles as an interspace teleportation device to get interviews with Carl Masek and his brother, Skippy the Glowman, As a special treat, he went and he got an interview with the 1980s television star, Synthesizer Patel, from the hit educational documentary, Look Around You. Which is being rerun on BBC America. Yes, it's being rerun. They found, uh, in a bit of 80s nostalgia, they are rerunning Look Around You which is a really educational documentary series. So
5: yes. take
2: it away, Synthesizer Patel. The creators of Bible Black series, the best-selling SNM anti-anime series ever to be, are proud to be giving you Discipline, a sex-filled, dreamy story of the campus life, where the girls are so slatty and the scenery so cock-busting. The story is most original, with a plot that can be hardening the limpest of dicks. A variety of sex scenes we are seeing, from raunchy, passionate, humorous to romantic. Takuro, our hero, is drowning in the sex. All of the sexy girls with the short tits are after his manhood. Oh my, and who can be blaming them? A throbbing monster is what it is that keeps growing when inside a girl's mountain pussy. It can come again and again, for God is knowing how many times. The superb quality of the animation and great design of the characters. The animation is so livelike. like that you will be wanting to literally fuck the girls and touch them yourself. At St. Arcadia, you will be seeing lots of the cosplays, from pink nurses, bondage, to all kinds of the sexy outfits for all types of tastes that can be rivaling any of the high-fashion runways or strip joints. Works of art we are talking about that can make you laugh and come again. Come again. Please to be viewing your original painted sketches and be seeing our talented artists developing each character and frame to fulfill your fantasies. Please to be watching the sexy disciplined guards caressing their hips and hips and fucking white wild animals on my chucking out their watering holes and please, if you will, to be getting disciplined. Well, thank you very much, Synthesizer Patel. You may be wondering why there was no
0: synthesizer background music. Unfortunately, Sadly, the synthesizer of his was stolen. All
3: synthesizers were stolen.
0: Yes, yeah. the synthesizer had been stolen prior to <laughs> the interview, so we could not get a synthesizer background. But yes, thank you very much, Synthesizer Patel. Maharaja Mac Daddy, this was your predecessor. This was the original. <laughs> you're just a copycat, Maharaja Mac Daddy. <laughs> know that. Know that and be aware. Who the hell is Maharaja Mac Daddy? Oh, Gerald just gave himself away. But Gerald's oh, well. not with it. He's not, hip. He's not hip to the Maharaja Mac Daddy. <laughs> don't like Lursa, you don't know either. The MMD.
3: But I wouldn't admit it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you're a fake.
3: What's the problem?
0: Well, she watches <laughs> nope. fake. Yeah, that'll do it for us. We'll see you again, if you're lucky. Someday. Yeah. Later. Bye. See ya. See ya.